Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. There it is. We are back. New entrance music. You know, I like it. I like the beats there, man. It's like Austin's been in the, been in the lab, man. You know, I heard the great Rico, great Rico or credit Rico, picking big super up Rico. producer Rico. Give it up, Rico. Good job, man. It's like Rico was in the in the studio because I was listening to Makai Pfeiffer talking about the script of Eight Mile, how he originally said no, but then he went and hung out with Eminem and said yes. Well, then there we go. Rico was in the lab, you know, doing some beats. And who would have known? Little. Puerto Rico, Rico, he had to learn. can do it. He and, had to uh, learn. I, 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 a reminder, I have to remind you. Rocky Russo from the Stars is calling us at 5 o'clock. Sounds good. So I have to remember that. Yeah, get in some cocky talk. They, they yeah, made I, the playoffs. Got, they made the playoffs. Yeah. They clinched it. So. I got some, I got some, I'm going to have some hard-hitting questions for him, man. Let's get him. And Rocky is a sports. He is. I heard he him the other morning with, uh, blood, heard him, uh, with uh, Raf and AD. So. Uh, as we said, we, we're going a little bit of offense. So, I, first rule I'm going to ask you about, which is actually it's a good problem to have, uh, if you count A.J. Rollins and Bonner, is the tight end room. Obviously, it's a ton of potential in there, obviously, with two former number one tight ends in their class in Fedoni and Gilbert, both unproven, both have uh, had, you know fought the injury bug, even though uh, Gilbert has done it in his freshman year, which he looked very impressive, but that was a long time ago. I always say – it's great to see something tangible on YouTube, but ultimately the only thing that matters is what you do when you're in Lancaster County, which is Lancaster. What Janet, what's the song, Janet Jackson? What have you done for me lately? What have yeah, you done but, for me lately? But when you have 10 in there and then you have additions by, you know, uh, you know, position switches and Applegate and, and Bonner, athletic guys, you have a holdover and good uh, John, uh, John Goodwin. You have a new guy and Chase Androff from Lakeville, Minnesota, which, you know, he could potentially be in 6'6", 235. Potentially, I think, really, to be honest with you, when you watch Androff's tape from high school, he could potentially be a, a offensive lineman and tackle that could play in the Big Ten. The frame, the size, um, but right now he's at tight end. Um, and then you got, obviously, A.J. Rollins playing tight end and defensive end. Um, you got Braden Clover. Um, then you got Lyndon Meyer, um, and you know you got a few others. What's your overall thoughts of the tight end room? Uh, even since, obviously there's not any production there, but obviously what do you think uh, could come out of the tight end room? And also what have you seen primarily in the short time that you've been at watch practices? You, you're only getting individual work. You're getting footwork drills. You're getting uh, – the easiest catches off at the top of the route, right? You're, that's what you're getting. So right. you're not really – Not seeing any team or anything like no, that. No, because you don't know what they're going to be run running and what they're going to be asked to do. Are we asking these receivers to go old school like Abdul Muhammad and country company and get out there and, and, and bang people out uh, sitting out on the corner? Or are we asking them to be possession receivers, option route runners uh, to protect quarterbacks so they don't have to hold the ball? We don't know. So – and here's the, here's the thing that struck me. As you added Bonner at 6'2", 200 pounds from receiver to tight end, mm-hmm. if I asked you to name the biggest wide receiver on the roster, like Marcus Washington is the tall is at 6'2", 200 pounds. 
Right. Bonner, somewhere in that same range. But I think his body type, he could get – they're hoping he could get to pay possibly, what, 215 uh-huh. and be that kind of matchup problem. Xavier H-back. Betts is, is the biggest – tallest and biggest at 6'2", 215 pounds. Everybody else is a bunch of five foot ten, 180-pound receivers who, if you're going to use them the way South Carolina used their receivers, that's going to be fine because those are all option route over routes, crossing routes, real simple throws, uh, wide receiver screens, right, sure. jitterbug type situations yep. with, with scat back receivers out there that you throw the ball quick to. And it makes it easier on your quarterback because right. if you miss, you're not missing high, you're missing low. High misses get you interceptions. Low misses get you incomplete passes. That's what you want in this space. That's what I look at the room. It's a bunch – Fleeks and Kemp – will be the, the, the names that you hear the most in the stadium on Saturday because those are going to be the more guys. than Marcus Washington? Marcus is going to be the big play guy. He will take over, and and and, and I think even he'll score. The, even with the emergence of Marcus Washington last year, you're trying to say, you know, that what I think the consistency that they got. Or, you know, I know this is a new staff, mm-hmm. but when you watch the last four or five games, he was really consistent mm-hmm. with his hands, which obviously I think needed to improve, and he's done that. You aren't. I mean, I know that that I would like to have Washington Fleeks and Kemp. And Kemp. That the, to me, that's the the first three, and those are all three. Again, Kemp is the only dude with two sixty plus catch seasons. Right. So essentially, <laughs> like, what I'm saying is, is, is like don't don't make the answers to this test too hard. Right. Right. Simple. Uh, I'm saying look, you got two dudes that have done it. Yep. Okay, and one has done it as long as he's, you know, and injuries has got to be – or staying healthy is huge. Don't overthink it. Right. And that that lessens the angst of development the, or developing the young guys. You you, you well, young. have a young guy developing young guys. Well, sure. Well, and yeah, what, that, does the young, what does the young receivers coach feel most comfortable in? Guys like him because coaches coach to their style, to right. their style. Mm-hmm. And if you got a little dude receiver coaching, <laughs> he is going to honor little dude receivers. Well, let me ask you this. <laughs> let, me, let, let me just be a little bit, little bit more blunt. Huh? Okay, for a young coach, this is the advice I give you. Okay? Huh? Regardless of who your dad is or whatever, and I know how it is to have dad in the profession that you've chosen to be in. Your best bet is to become extremely friend, friendly with your veterans, mm-hmm. Fleeks, mm-hmm. Kemp, mm-hmm. Washington. Yep. In the order that I would do, Washington, Kemp, Fleeks. And I know him and Fleeks have a relationship long before at Baylor. Mm -hmm. Those three need to be your assistant coaches. Mm -hmm. So then, therefore, you need to lean on them to deliver your message. It'll give you more credibility. It'll actually be able to reach more people. And it'll allow you to, to decipher and sift through the guys that might not be here anymore. So if you want somebody to really connect with Xavier Betts, I'd look at Marcus Washington. Okay, do it because that's that that's really your your really if if he could ever get it all together, that's the guy that you could get. Okay, I could possibly see his you know see his name being called before anybody else. Mm -hmm. Height, size, height, weight, size, speed, catching ability, and stuff like that. That's a bonus. That's like almost two scholarships. A guy that you brought back, took a chance on, bought into your system, and came to fruition. That's like adding two players because the other staff couldn't get it. Then the other guys you got to really sift through, 
and really see who's good in order to have five or six guys that you feel like when you roll out on a road game at Minnesota on that Thursday night that I believe in these guys. I got my three horses. I got my asterisks or joker mm-hmm. bets, mm-hmm. potentially. You got IGC that's mm-hmm. done it before. Mm-hmm. So you got two guys that kind of left and come back. Can you at least make do with one of them or n- neither of them? And then you need to have a couple guys that you brought along yourself, and that's what you mean by the young First three, yeah. first three with Washington Fleeks and Kemp. Second three, and and, a, and and it's all fluid. Sure. But IGC, Betts, and Ramir Johnson. Because it's a way that you're utilizing the talent that you have. Johnson in a slot works for them. Castanet outside, Betts on the other slot. That That is how I see them using this group – They'll also be in the rotation for kick and punt returns and getting them the ball. And then of the of that group, all of them, you can run that 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 receiver jet 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 sweep and that keeps them off balance. Okay, then I, I can see that. Um I mean you gotta think of a guy like Victor Jones and stuff like that. Hardy, can you can we get something out of these guys that were highly ranked coming out of high school? So regardless if you're in the NFL now, these guys were still four-star recruits coming out, and they were recruited by one of the best wide receiver coaches in the nation, which was Mickey Joseph. Mm-hmm. You got to, you cannot turn your back on those guys because there is hidden talent in that room. They got April twenty-second. Yeah, well, yeah, and then <laughs> right. And but Show moving up. on to the tight end room, I'm just going to ask you about this. I think it's going to, mm-hmm. it's going to, it's going to go and come in the tight end room based on health. Period. No, no more, no less. If they're healthy. They'll be okay. They're going to play. Well, what I'm saying, they'll they'll be productive. Health by the main two dudes. In your opinion, I have my opinion, but in your opinion, opinion, Gilbert, the ceiling, floor, and do you think he needs to trim down? I think he will trim down because people, that's that's what he's hearing the most. Okay, so we agree on that. He will slim down. Um Talent for talent, it's Gilbert Fedoni. Sure, yeah, and it's a big gap. Yeah, he's he's a, he's different. Right. Well, I mean, he's, he's different. A, yeah, he's I, different. I, I think people don't understand. <laughs> is, you know, like again, these this is the, you know, I think hopefully these are educated guesses, and they're not boomer buses. But you know, if when you think of a guy that's able to set the edge, move people, already have the ability, uh, and um argue that the credibility of doing it in the, as a freshman for LSU and to be in, in that Georgia system, even though he didn't practice hardly at all last year, he's still kind of getting his sea legs back. But he's a bigger body. He's a thicker. He, he's a walking around. It's kind of like this. Here's an analogy for everybody before we go on the break. It's like a middleweight that, you know, he's had to overeat to get up to middleweight versus a walking around middleweight that's actually a you know a light heavyweight that he you know what i mean so by the time they box you getting hit by a guy that's 20 pounds thicker than you and just is walking around so i think that's where it's at i think the the i i would say the the surprise could be nate borkature i'm telling you he he best blocker he's a he's a really good blocker he's a decent blocker let me say he's not really good but but he's he's a sneaky good athlete he got some experience last year, and every time that you know you hear people talking about, it, they're like, "Yeah, this he's a pretty he's a he's a pretty good player," and I think he'll get an opportunity. So he's got to be ready. But well, the he's first, familiar. But the first two guys have got to stay healthy. They have got to be good. Um, 
and they've got to be consistent. And that's something that has to be a learned habit because neither one of them have played in over a year. So what you did in high school in Fedoni's case and what Gilbert did in LSU is great to draw back on it. But let's be honest. Do we even have a clear recollection of what we did two days ago versus two years ago? Nope. Not so much. Nope. Now, we'll give you some hidden confidence that you've done it on a big level for a major program, but ultimately what gives you the ultimate confidence, right, not the Mr. T starter kit of confidence, right. is what you do in present time. And so I'm assuming uh, that's what they're trying to get a hold of right now, and I know they're taking it a little bit slow with Fedoni. I wanted to ask you, how is he moving? Um, I know he's gotten bigger. You know, obviously they say he's you know, about 250, 55. Uh, how has he been moving, and what does he look like as far as – is he a move tight end? Do you think he's on the ball tight end, a little bit of both, or uh, what? Borkatcher is going to do the bulk of the heavy lifting. So we need to mash. We need Him to mash. Him and Gilbert. Yep. But what that allows them to do, what it allows Satterfield to do is that third tight end. Sure. And the third tight end is to take some of the burden off of. Then you put Fedoni up next to a tackle, and you let Borkatcher go in and be the ramp. He, he's the cleanser. Uh-huh. I think that's the purpose. Uh, if you could move Borkatcher inside when you're going to pass protect, put put Fedoni outside and let him get on a small corner on a safety or yeah. a linebacker for mismatch. Do, do the seven on seven. Gilbert, yeah. you don't care. You're just going to feed him across the two open window, the three open windows for quarterbacks from tackle to tackle. From hash mark to hash mark, that's where Gilbert's going to live. If you put him out there on a the corner, you should call the NCAA and ask them to change the rules because it would be illegal to allow his 280-pound butt to be out there on some 180-pound cornerback. Like, it's just it's, – it should be against the law. Right, so, so they've got some things – Borkature is the Ram, the athlete of the bunch is Fedoni. The complete gift is Gilbert, but you're going to isolate Gilbert to do the things that he's exceptional at Mm -hmm. rather than the things that you would want to do with everybody. Sure. Don't do that to him. Yeah, so cool. There's a good uh, second segment. We've got a short one coming in or coming up before the bottom of the hour. Then we have Rocky Russo. Um, you know, talk about a little playoff talk, a little hockey talk, old school, Jay Foreman, DP, Austin. We'll be right back. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.